0: I would say the graces and the subtleties though, right? Cause you have to be so quiet internally to actually be like, okay. And sometimes being quiet is hearing nothing and saying, okay. Like I didn't hear anything for a while. I had some tough, really tough moments of places I was meant to go to, but that meant spirit was like, we're not telling you anything. Cause we know what you're going to do. So you got to be here in this moment with this thing and I think that's where grace lies right you're, you're in the grace moment of being like can you be graceful enough to wait and listen to have patience
1: welcome to my spiritual friends from worthy well the podcast that's here to affirm and inspire you on your spiritual journey i'm your host shelby renee giles Grab some tea and settle in as I dive deep into the stories behind the spiritual awakenings and numinous experiences of people from all walks of life and how those experiences changed how they see and care for themselves and the world around them. We're here to normalize your spiritual experiences in the physical realm, one story at a time. Come out of your spiritual closet with us. Hey y'all, I am back with another episode of My Spiritual Friends. As always, thank you, thank you for being here. I am so grateful that you're on this journey with me and tuning in to your own journey. So this is probably one of the most nuanced conversations that I've had the pleasure of bringing to the podcast. I am talking with my friend, Aaron Rogers. and whenever Aaron and I connect, we always go deep. It's just bound to happen. And so I'm excited to invite you to go deep with us and to just journey through this conversation with, with presence and intention. But before we jump in, let me tell you a little bit about Aaron. Erin Rogers is an intuitive mentor, channel, and energy transformer. She works with leaders and healers who believe in the power of magic and energetics, are ready to tap into their internal force and guidance systems to elevate to their highest expression and step into their most abundant selves. Erin helps fellow human beings turn the life they envisioned into actual reality. Her work is the meeting of logic and spirit, which leads to magic. To work with Erin is to feel connected to your infinite potential, self-empowered in your own connection to energetics, and able to ditch the mind loops and connect into your emotions and find joy and fun within the spiritual work. Aaron's work is an energetic activation inviting people to creatively elevate their earthly experience and expand into their infinite potential. So this is a really good one. I know that I know I say that every time, but um, yeah, I'm really excited for you all to listen. So let's dive in. Hello. Hi! So good to see your face. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy that we're doing this. So happy for this conversation.
0: Thank you for having me. It's so nice to see your face as well.
1: Yes, of course. I'm so grateful. You were actually one of the first people who agreed to be on the podcast when I first, first started it. And so I'm so glad we got to like regroup and talk about where you are now, where we both are now, months later, you know? And so I'm so excited and just grateful for you um, bringing your energy into this and just your beautiful gifts and your light. So yes, thank you for joining.
0: Thank you. This is such a great Space, which I think is someone who's done lots of podcasts, or I mean, whatever lots mm-hmm. is, but more than one, I guess perhaps, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people will know listening. But thank you for holding the space to have really cool conversation. Like this conversation is so cool; it's all the things I love talking about. So I can't wait.
1: Me too. Me too. Yeah, it's such a. It's been such a gift to to have these conversations. So yeah, I'm excited. And as you know, I always love to tell our listeners how I meet my guests. And like several of my um, other guests, you and I met at Milana Snow's Integrative Energy Healing Training. And I just remember being just drawn to your powerful presence. Um, You just have this powerful presence about you. And you're such a powerful person. guide, you know, and spiritual leader. And um, one thing that all of my friends can thank you for (laughs) is you're the one who introduced me to astrocartography. You're the first person who ever told me about astrocartography. And so I just get so lit up whenever I hear (laughs) friends or just people in my life talking about a certain place. And I'm just like, Hmm. You may have a line there. You may have like some prominent lines. Have you heard of astro cartography? <laughs> Let's go to astro.com. And, oh my like, God. I love that. That's so good. Get you signed up? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm always like right. t- directing people to your Instagram. Like if you want to learn more, like, here you go. Thank you. But, um, but yeah, I'm grateful for, for that. Um, just so many cool things and, And you use your gifts with such nuance, you know, and you're very in tune to like what you feel called to do in any given moment, which is just inspiring for me, you know, because we can so easily get caught up in doing what everyone else was doing and just doing what we can like just quickly monetize or whatever, Instead of just being really intentional. And I just always, you know, have admired how intentional you are with what you bring into the world. So,
0: wow. Thank you. I'm gonna, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, thank, oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah. We were at that retreat. And I mean, I'm sure everyone says this about you, but really, you were like this beaming, bright light. And I was like, I, I don't know what's happening over here, but you were like beaming. And I was like, we're just gonna eventually just like, Shimmy on over to her and be like, Hey, what are you? What's going on? <laughs> or you're gonna, you wanna quit, you wanna quit your job and move? I was like, Okay, great, tell me everything. So the feeling was mutual and it was just, uh, I mean, everyone there was actually so amazing, but there are definitely a few people mm-hmm, where I was like, Hey, mm-hmm. excuse me, could you tell me more about whatever this <laughs> magic is? So, yeah, it was super. That was a really life changing retreat actually between people and yes. breathing and everything else. So,
1: yes so life changing so life changing and i know that you actually got to experience like 2.0 of it internationally so i would love to like hear a little bit about that as we get into the conversation too yeah, of course but yeah let's go ahead and dive in i'm so so excited and so starting from the beginning of your spiritual journey which i can honestly say that (laughs) in speaking with, you know, so many guests at this point, I'm remembering or re-remembering over and over again that obviously we are inherently spiritual beings. And so, you know, when I ask my guests what spirituality meant for you as you were growing up, it's really about that consciousness of you as a spiritual being, you know, and so, as you were growing up, what did spirituality look like in your life, and how conscious of it were you in the early days of Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, we will go way
0: back, way back. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a great question, mostly because I was given spirituality. I would say as a child, like I was,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was raised
0: Catholic. My parents met at a Catholic school. My grandpa was the mm-hmm. principal of the Catholic school. I was baptized within 20 days of being born. Mm-hmm. And so when I was reflecting on that question, I think it's just interesting because in some ways it was given to me. But the parts that I loved the most about it, I loved going to church to see people. I loved the singing. Mm-hmm. I'm a, literally a terrible singer, but I would be like the kid off offbeat mm-hmm. just being like, let me sing. <laughs> sing my heart out um (laughs) and i really loved the feeling of perhaps like god or jesus i would say if i think about kind of like the feeling of it like Mm. it felt familiar in this like probably actually not a very appropriate catholic way but like for me it always was like yeah jesus is like kicking it with us you know that's how it really like it didn't Mm -hmm. feel distant And in some Mm -hmm. ways, I would say that is still a theme. I still like music really resonates spirituality for me. Other people really Mm -hmm. resonate and any reading I get or like I really that maybe like that filter of that information, the way that it comes through is like Jesus, God, a lot of Moses, like it still is in my life, but in a whole different way.
1: Mm -hmm. But
0: that's sort of how it began, I would say.
1: Yeah, that's so beautiful because um, it's such a good reminder that every experience we have is the experience that we're supposed to have, you know, to align us on the path that we're here to be on. And just recognizing the gifts of all of our experiences, you know, is is really beautiful. And I love that you talk about it as a feeling and it sounds like it became almost like this point of reference for you throughout your life, like what that feeling of spirit was for you and your body. So that must have been really interesting, like navigating spirituality, growing up Catholic and having this progression of expanded consciousness. You know, when you think back, on just how your consciousness expanded, what did that look like over time? And are there any points that kind of stood out for you at different periods in your life? Yeah,
0: and when you when you speak of consciousness, you're it's more of a reference mm-hmm. to like a connection or a conversation, perhaps with with the energy, like a, a greater awareness of it. Would you say?
1: Yeah, a greater awareness of the energy, mm-hmm. but also just this like expanding realization of how big it is, mm. you know, just how big it all is and just how everything is connected, you know, yeah. that, that level of consciousness. Yeah.
0: Um. What's funny. Cause I'm, I feel like almost everyone I know, but I'm, I'm toying with the idea of writing a book slash spirits told me to. So I've, I've started periodically jotting some of these things down and I'm excited. <laughs> I'll read it. Yeah, you know, some crazy things happened in my life. I put it in a book and, and
1: yes, yes. Takeaways.
0: <laughs> but what is interesting and reflecting is almost, um, I think I had a fairly close connection to consciousness until I was about seven. Like I was mm. like a disproportionately big thinker. I, I was always kind of in conversation. Like I was the kid playing, but very contently sometimes just talking to people. Um, Mm -hmm. I used to like all kids do, but like I used to love looking up the sky. Like to me, like the world was vast and Mm. maybe this had an impact. I'm not sure when I was, when I was 18 months, I had to be hospitalized for a month long period. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes those more intense events sometimes grow the connection because it's kind of like, you kind of need a little extra support younger Mm -hmm. years. So maybe Mm -hmm. it's that. Um, and I was writing the story about when I had my seventh birthday, I was disappointed that I didn't get fireworks for context. Mm-hmm. I, no one had fireworks. I had never seen this, but like, I had this very, like, what's the biggest and most exciting. I was very much in a, like the world is expansive, even though my lived experience was quite mm-hmm. small and familiar, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like after eight, my world got smaller. Like I kind of joined everybody else in some ways, and it took me a while mm-hmm. to come back to consciousness. But when I did, I had this like, it felt so familiar from that first period of time. And then it really closed mm-hmm. off. And I'd have things like precognition. I just was like, they're pre deja vu's. I don't know how else to describe them. Or I'd mm-hmm. have like a really mm-hmm. intense knowing. Yeah. But it definitely dimmed quite heavily for a long period of time, unless I was in a moment of like great need. But the first seven years, mm-hmm. I was really like the kid in the field running and like laughing and living in this other, almost other dimension at that time, that connected dimension. So um, mm-hmm. that's kind of what comes to mind when you, when you sort of pose it in that way.
1: Wow. That's amazing. And, and I hear that often um, because I know even for me, yeah. the, some of my biggest memories as a child were connected to my spiritual consciousness like i remember um when i was little i was in like i don't know maybe kindergarten or something yeah. and i lo- i used to love rings when
0: i was little yeah
1: and just would just try to wear as many <laughs> as possible
0: and um your time fashionista these days
1: <laughs> yeah just like jewelry you know yeah and um I had these, um, I actually had these earrings that my mom got me that were like these dolphin earrings and I lost one of the earrings and I was, I loved those earrings. And so I remember getting under my desk and I was looking for it. And then I was just like, oh, I should just pray to find it.
0: (laughs) So then I'm like,
1: so then I'm just like praying under my desk about this earring. I can't remember whether I actually found the earring, but I don't know, just like, I remember just having this very deep belief, you know, at that age. And and similar to you, I slowly became conditioned and just engaged with that part of me in a more disconnected way. You know, the, the disconnect was gradual. But yeah, it makes me think about just like the concept of, having children and I don't have children, but if we approach children with the assumption or with the knowing, I should say that they already know why they're here and we don't need to put our conditioning and our limiting beliefs and all the things on them. And I think As consciousness continues to expand, there will be less of that put on to kids. Like I'm, I'm impressed by people born in the nineties, you know, (laughs) like just seeing like the nineties and two thousands, you know, um, because i notice a difference yeah. i notice a difference in consciousness i notice a difference in like the perception of what's possible you know yeah. so that's so real and i think like i said we're going to see less and less conditioning being put upon kids being born more recent totally
0: i sometimes reflect and i'd be curious to hear what you what your like reflections might be on this was um because someone asked me a very charged question a few years ago and I was like, yeah, yeah, you could, you mm. could outbelieve everybody else that your physical body could do something different. But I said, it's, to me, the way I got the message mm. was, it's really hard to rise above collective consciousness and hold that pose in some ways. But mm. It's like the consciousness rose to a place where space was created. It's what it feels like to me. And so they've been able to hold mm. this higher pose mm. in some ways. Mm. And for mm-hmm. people like you and me that, we won't tell everybody, but we were born before the nineties. Um, <laughs> the collective pose perhaps lent itself to us forgetting, but I feel like as they rose, yes. it became more and more available. Like my remembering happened because their collection began to rise and also hold that, which I think I haven't necessarily said it in mm. those exact words before, but like how that's how it kind of feels to me. Is like, Oh shit. What if, what a gift they gave to people of our age or yes. older to be like, Oh, because you didn't stop believing or just hold it 1% more than I could have, you gave space for me to return back to this place. So how grateful could I be that like, that's so amazing that that happened. It makes me emotional.
1: Yes, me too. My heart is like (laughs) thumping right now as you say this. Mm -hmm. I love the way you put that. I love the way you put that. And I think it's so on point, just, you know taking a step back and paying attention to when certain people came into the physical, um, what they are able to hold and feel into and know at such a younger age, you know, if we accept time and just like older souls, you know, but yeah, I love the way you put that. And yeah, just knowing how you use your gifts now? There's been a lot of remembering for you. You know, there's been a lot of remembering.
0: <laughs> That's a good way to
1: put it. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 really powerful. Um, can you talk a little bit about when that I guess potent remembering started to happen later on in your in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, at what point you started to say Huh, there's something, (laughs) you know, laying below the surface that's wanting to express. Yeah. And I'm going to be curious about it. I'm going to start to bring that back Mm -hmm. into my consciousness and and see what happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, God bless all of us who have to go through that journey, right? That happens to find your way back. It's so. Mm -hmm. beautiful but unique to each person um yeah you know I always was to a degree different but like trying the suit of of fitting in but kind of like I was like there's got to be more but like didn't know what that really meant didn't really toe the line So I was like well maybe the more is if I just did the thing I'll I'll be happy like Mm -hmm. everyone else is saying they are um a big moment Mm -hmm. for me was I I bought an apartment at 27 because I had been sold that like that would be a thing Mm-hmm. Like get this acquire somehow magically a partner and everything, everything else will just fall into place. Okay, great. And <laughs> the gift was, it didn't actually, it was most, it was the worst day of my life because then I had nothing to mm-hmm. I guess strive for and say everything else can fall away. Cause if I get this goal. And so that moment was like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, if you had met me, you wouldn't have thought I was capable of this type of thought pattern, but I I realized I was like, I'm the common denominator in all my experiences. So it's got to be me. And that was mm. enough of a crack of a curiosity to start me on my journey through things mm. like therapy. I would Sometimes I would say, you know, when I'm, my often would be like, well, when I'm 75, what will matter? The money or the experience, which I later mm. learned learning my human design. i like, I was right on point. So I did things like makeup mm. school. And so I tried a lot of things and then someone introduced me to, a card reader. And those, you know, I thought I'd maybe go up in flames because no one told me that, but I intrinsically knew that Mm -hmm. was a no, no. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it was that crack that kind of led me to be curious. And then I couldn't explain away all the magical, really intuitive things that happened to me. I had to start giving them perhaps some consideration that they were more than just the average person was experiencing. And I think Mm -hmm. a really shocking moment for me was someone really close in my life, had been trying to get pregnant for a while um, and had expressly said to me, you know, every time someone asks me, it's just a reminder that I'm not. And I was like, Oh my gosh, of course Mm -hmm. I will not ask you until you've told me. Um, And like a year later I had a dream where I could feel the pregnancy. Like I could tell you what it's like to be pregnant. I could feel it. I could see it in 3d. It was blue. Like it was so, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I woke up and I was like, I know who this is. And I texted them. And they aren't always people that respond. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've probably offended them. Oh my, like I'm, so, but it was so like clear. And then three yeah. weeks later, I sat down at like a Christmas event and they told me they had conceived the day that I had messaged them that. And that's when I was like, mm. something, something's going on. <laughs> something more <laughs> than just my logical mind is leading to those things. So yeah, those were some of them were like, earlier I guess experiences that really showed me that this was beyond logic but I probably didn't quite know what it was yet either
1: yeah it's so beautiful to actually have those experiences and receive them with such curiosity but also them being so potent that you can't deny that there's something going on you know like Something's going on. Yeah. Um. I remember when that time period. It was actually after Milana's training that yeah. things became more. Um, those things just started happening for me m- more often than they ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only other time in my life that I remember it happening, or the times were when I was a toddler, when I was a teenager, it was very potent, and then there was a space in time where I like doubled down on the status quo, (laughs) you know, I went to grad school, I like, you know, did all the things, bought a home, all, yeah, yeah, very similar, um, situation. And yeah, after Milana's training, I just got so many messages about my gifts and using my gifts, um, returned to, A vision I had as a toddler and like saw that play out again, but like heard the conversation with my grandmother Mm. and she was telling me, use your gifts. Mm.
0: What's your strongest gift or what was the gift that was strongest during that sort of processing time?
1: Yeah. So the strongest gift has actually always Mm. been feeling for me. And so when I didn't know what it was and when I wasn't associating it with spirituality, this was like in my twenties. Yeah. I thought it was just like I talked about this on another um podcast too, a, a podcast episode, but I kind of just I was just like, I don't know what this is, but <laughs> I get <laughs> it was almost like a a party trick kind of thing mm-hmm. for me, you know? Like I I would just, you know, tell people like I could. Tell you a lot about yourself. Oh
0: shit! You're like, one of those knowing intuitives. So yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can tell you a lot about yourself, knowing you for like five minutes, yeah. <laughs> and then and would just like tell people things, and and I just you know thought it was fun, and <laughs> I never associated. It. You know, this was like in my twenties. Like
0: this woman just told me everything about me. Oh my God. And you're like, okay, bye. It was great to meet you. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> And you're so calm, cool, and collected to meet as well. And I'm sure you were like, hey, I'm Shelby. And, um, and they're like, what? Like, you're such a presence in your calmness that so they must have just been like, did that just happen? Is that real? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would have been amazing slash confusing mm-hmm. to have met you and been like, that just changed my life. What am I going to do now? <laughs>
1: It was so. It was so interesting. And um, after Milana's training, that's when the more just visual mm. gifts started to happen. Um, so like primitive dreams, and even dreams from the past, like seeing things from the past. Um, but that only happens when I'm either asleep, obviously, or in a deep state of consciousness, like mm. in an energy healing or something like that. And um, I've also learned a lot over the past several months about how to interpret, you know, because it's, as you know, like it's so nuanced and I've noticed in certain visions, like I can intuit whether the quote unquote time is more proximate to my current physical situation or whether it's like more distant and so that's something that I've noticed based on like energetic um, the way energy is working in the present in the physical impacts obviously what I see and whether it's like more proximate or more distant and so that's a little nuance that I've noticed lately about just how to interpret what I'm even being given you know so it's been really interesting.
0: That's very helpful because time is a tough one when you're yeah. clairvoyant. I'm like mm-hmm. super impressed because that's um, in my own experience. I see things really quickly, but I can't tell people mm-hmm. mine. Be a year to three years out when yeah. I see for other people, but for myself, I have actually no clues. So mm-hmm. That's really cool that it and it's just a feeling that you can differentiate the two. There's no like signal or flash. Yeah. or
1: It's just a feeling. It's literally it's funny because when I get the visions, I'm using my feeling sense. Yeah, you know, to interpret them. You know? And so it's really literally me feeling into what they always like play out as like a vivid movie. Yeah. And so as I'm watching it, I'm watching like who's there, what's happening, what we're talking about, the energy of you know, just the situation and what's happening. And I can just kind of tell like what is more proximate to the present, you know? Love that. Love
0: that. That's why I think it's so important that people develop their own like library, right? Like your library of information. Yep. Cause I just did that with a client. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. you know, cause you have your own library now that's like super potent for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's so, so true. So, so true. A friend of mine, recently asked I was telling her about this like card pool I just had and and she was like oh I need to like have you like pull cards for me and I was just like you know what I kind of want you to get your own deck and like put your energy into it and then like I'll like show you how to pull yours because it's just so much more potent when you mm-hmm. learn how to work with your own energy like so yeah so on point yeah
0: oh, I love that yeah. This, yeah. this client did a breath work with me and then she's like, yeah, my guide showed me how to do this healing. And I was like, okay, now we're cooking with <laughs> know, whatever it is. It's like I can tell you my lived experience, but I was like, that's the sauce. That's the thing we work want. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and then tell me what you see or what you hear. This is so cool. So I love that advice. That's yeah, That's like the most powerful way. I think that it can really happen for people.
1: It really is. It really is, and it's been a winding road. Like there have been times when I've just been like, seriously, <laughs> like why are you showing me this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of us have had those moments where learning to let go and um, not needing to know, you know, so hard. such a thing. <laughs> it's
0: hard ideally, we still do it, but oh, it never. It's never like, oh, okay, spirit. I'll just. Move to France, no problem. Okay, you're
1: like, listen. I know. Speaking of which, speaking of moving, I'm really, really interested to hear more about your travels, Mm -hmm. you know? So as your consciousness expanded and you felt called to just learn more about what was coming up for you. And that curiosity led you to different modalities, different tools. And then like back into like doubling down on like your natural gifts, you know, cause it's like you have the tools, but then you're just like, Oh wait, it really is my gifts and I can use the tools sometimes, but you know, so I know that astrocartography was like a big tool for you. Um, in addition to, just how you are intuitively being drawn to different things and different experiences. So can you talk a little bit about just how that has taken you to different like Mm. physical places in the world, but also like taking you to different places internally, Mm. you know, at the
0: same time? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's a good question. Um, you know, what I love about tools is I think the tool helps you see yourself when you can't quite see yourself yet. It gives you a really strong mirror. Mm. So for me, that was the gift. Yeah. Astrology, human design, astrocartography. I just, my I wasn't ready to really believe my heart yet, but when I saw it in a tool, I was like, well, my mind was satisfied. Mm. to let my heart speak a little louder. Yeah. Um, and from an astrology point of view, I, I, I have at least five planets in Sagittarius and if we're going to go ahead with typical things Oh, I, I love <laughs> I love that. Is the, is the traveler is the philosopher is, is the teacher mm-hmm. um, sort of what you said I knew in some respects and so I had lived overseas a few times like I but I I had always been the life I'm living now was was destined for me in some ways this living where where I was called but I, you know at the time I was like that makes no sense and I have no idea how I'll get there. Hey everyone, this is the editor
1: here popping in really quick to let y'all know we had a brief technical difficulty with the audio. So I'm going to pick us back up here where the sound comes back in. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You were talking about the retreat you went to in Sedona that was like beyond powerful Mm -hmm. for you. And then you got this message.
0: Yeah. So The message was not to leave, but I was, you know, It was, it'd been an expensive retreat. I didn't really have the extra cash to like Mm -hmm. delay my flight and spend more money. because it was not the cheapest place. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in leaving though, uh, there was an electrical storm, which we, which we, everyone was driving through and the car got hit by lightning. Oh, that's right. And the lightning went up part Mm -hmm. of my body, not in any intense, Mm -hmm. like nothing worse than like, I felt like I had a sprained ankle and my ear was ringing. Um, and in that moment, for me, I knew I had to leave my life. Like I thought I had a few years to plan it all out, and then it was like I had to leave my life. And actually, I had to come back to Sedona. And I was like, sh- like shoot, shit. So, within a month, like I quit my job. I gave notice a few months later, but like rented out my apartment. And I had always wanted to drive down the coast of the U.S. So, mm-hmm. did that because spirit told me to, and. I realized maybe that's not as normal for people. So I should just say like, I'm in conversation with spirit in a really mm-hmm. perhaps deep way. It's so normal for me that I forget to clarify, like I'm in dialogue and I'm listening and receiving, and I generally will take action at least since then uh, on what I hear, yeah. because it keeps me that I've, I'm in the right direction. Um, mm. So I drove down the yeah. coast went to Sedona, was told to leave Sedona at a very specific time, but, but then spirit kept talking to me and kind of telling me, um, which led me to spend a summer on a farm. And then December 2020 spirit was like, you got to go to Mexico in two weeks. I was like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. So I was in the position of like put everything I had in storage and went to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so because I have enough evidence now I've done things like I went to Mexico on two weeks notice for four or five months that I went to the States um, spirit told me to drive to Santa Fe, New Mexico and as I was going along, because Santa Fe, New Mexico, is, for me, had a very specific energetic epiphany. I can sometimes mm. um, see through, uh, I guess, space, time, and dimension. I can see what happened on that same piece of land like 100,000 years ago, which has mm. been a really um, – it's shocking when it happens, and I don't know when it's going to happen.
1: Yeah,
0: And it kind of came to me that perhaps the travel is partially almost like energetic geocaching there's something energetically Mm. laid on that place on the earth for me specifically that when I go there I will receive it through a person or the land Mm. or an experience and so I just keep listening and um I think this is you know if we assume living places can be just as short as a month this is my seventh or eighth home in three years Mm -hmm. but it keeps working out and it's generally easy when I listen and so I think uh, evidence helps build trust. Yeah. And in yeah. some ways I've just surrendered. And often for me at this point, I, I look at the astro cartography afterwards because I already mm-hmm. trust where I'm going. And then I kind of say like, Oh yeah, that is the theme there. That is the information. So I believe that actually being called somewhere first, and then maybe getting the information in a bit more detail is is supportive, um, mm-hmm. and fun to see where my area of life that might be growing. but. Um, yeah, I've come to realize that perhaps it's unique that I'm just like, sure, like I don't, I I have a place to live for right now for seven more weeks, and I don't know where I'm going next. Mm-hmm. And it might be until the last day that spirit tells me and that will be okay for me in my current life, I can live yeah. in that place and trust in myself that I'll always figure it out. So that's, that's mm-hmm. the current way in which I'm moving through the world, uh, sort of home wise, I suppose.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so inspiring, Erin. Like it it is so inspiring. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, yeah, just the deep trust, you know? Um, I feel like for me, I, when I'm in transition, my vibration is very high. And usually the transition is the product of a listening and being obedient to the call to do, you know, a certain thing. And what I am learning right now is what the more nuanced um, or what the calls sound and feel like that aren't as loud, you know, because I feel like I, over the years have, or over the past year, I would say year and a half um, have gotten just like some really powerful, like jolt you out of your meditation, you know, like audible, you know, response downloads that I've responded to. But I realized recently that I had been basically waiting for another one,
0: <laughs> oh, Okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. instead okay.
1: of which, you know, it happens that way, but it's also like the deep listening for the more subtle guidance, you know, and I listen to that as well, but not always, you know, and just remembering that it's not always this like hammer over the head, like here are all the steps. Here's this huge thing. Go do it. You know, that's my favorite (laughs) because it's just much more.
0: (laughs) And you've had some big moves. You've done some big moves in the last year and a half. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And those are my favorite because they're so specific. They're so loud, you know, (laughs) and they light me up. But I feel like I'm in a period of listening to the subtleties more intentionally, but listening to you talk about, you know, how you receive these, you know, this guidance and, and just follow with, you're, you're just like, I know now, like, I know now that this is what works. Um, yeah, it's just inspiring. So I love that.
0: The subtleties are, are more challenging though. It is. To a degree, because it's almost thrilling when you like throw your hands up and you're like, Okay, spirit, let's go. <laughs> um I would say the graces and the subtleties though, right? Because you have to mm-hmm. be so quiet internally to actually be like Yeah, okay. Yeah. And sometimes being quiet is hearing nothing and saying, Okay like I didn't hear anything for a while last I had some tough, really tough moments of places I was meant to go to, but that meant spirit was like, We're not telling you anything because mm-hmm. we know what you're going to do. So you got to be here in this moment with this thing. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think that's where grace yeah. lies, right? You're you're in the grace moment of being like, can you be graceful enough to mm-hmm. wait and listen, to have patience? Oof.
1: Yeah. Especially it's almost like when you're like <laughs> the image I'm getting right now is um, when you're coming off of the highway and you have to like abruptly slow down, <laughs> And you're just like, (laughs) you know, like, uh, I don't want to go from like 75 to 35. Uh, (laughs) 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 But that's what it, that's what it reminds me of is just like riding this wave. And then um, the wave isn't always this huge crashing wave, you know, sometimes it's, it's actually Mm -hmm. like the very quiet um, movement of just the rhythm of the water, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I very much feel like that that's where I am right now. And, um, yeah, there's definitely a gift in it and, and being more intentional about that, that listening for sure. Yeah.
0: It is, but it's yeah. not the easiest.
1: It is not. not. easy, but I don't
0: know. It is easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is not, it's not the easiest, um, So, yeah, we just, we just keep on, keep on keeping on, you know, we just keep trusting and remembering to trust and that it's safe and that we're always, you know, provided for. And I remember, you know, when I was making my transition here to LA and first launching the podcast and everything, I was shouting this from the mountaintops. I was just like, yeah, you know, you just gotta trust
0: So easy, you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You
1: you know, you just gotta trust and everything just falls into place because literally like everything was just falling into place. And it has continued to, but I think because um I think after a certain point I felt called to really ground yeah. after so much movement, so much transition to really ground myself. Which Mm -hmm. as someone who is most comfortable in their upper chakras, it was, it was, you know, there was some resistance to that, you know? So yeah. Grounding to listen.
0: Do you think that's the reason for the slowdown is like, they're like, we'll be here as long as you need, but yeah, you're, you got to ground. So we'll just like, do do you Mm -hmm. feel like it's that kind of thing? Or is that too like, if this, then that obvious?
1: Um, it's very much felt like preparation, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I talked a little bit about like how I felt called to rest in June. I rested yeah. the entire month of June. I mean, I still did yeah. stuff for the podcast, but I rested, I grounded. Um, I moved into my place in May, got everything situated by the, situated by the end of May. And then in June, mm-hmm. it was just like rest and things definitely just like things that you know the most beautiful thing about the spiritual journey is remembering how infinite we are and um, that mm-hmm. we're always supported and it was another reminder of that um, as things mm-hmm. were just coming to me with no mm. no effort on my part yeah. other than being energetically open and trusting and um So, yeah, by the end of June, things were just like coming, you know, and I was just like, okay, okay, you know, but yeah, the, the trust is such a huge thing. But yeah, I do feel like the grounding continues to be a preparation, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah, more than anything else. But I love being up, (laughs) I love being up here and like watching the move the movies of my life play out you know and all the things and I'm just like is that still happening because I really liked that vision <laughs> like is
0: that still... <laughs> like, like can, I, can I can I yeah. can I get yeah.
1: part two of that like what is what's what's yeah. the next thing on that so but yeah just remembering that like everything I see is real and um, I was telling someone recently I very much feel like I'm in a space of... Bringing it into the physical. And so, like, needing to be grounded to pay very close attention to what's happening around me and knowing what's connected to those visions, you know? And so, I've been doing a lot of that lately, which, you know, goes back to the deep listening. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess I'm just, it's just like, all right, we've had some fun in these upper (laughs) chakras showing you all the things. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to make it happen. So
0: yeah. Something spirit told me recently cuz I too like you would happily probably just even hang out with you in the ether be like <laughs> hey I'll see you up there. And part of my lesson last year definitely has been embodiment in this mm. really new way, right? I feel like my mind really knew lessons, but even at this retreat recently, the when the body has the lesson, it's a whole different mm. ball game that I wouldn't have imagined was possible for me. And maybe, maybe for you as a feeler, Mm -hmm. I could feel other people's feelings, other people's experiences and knowings, and I could know it. And in some ways, I think I at least had been like, I got it. And it's like, I did, but there's a difference between I got it and I'm embodying it. And Mm -hmm. that's been really laid on me in this last six months to a year that I wouldn't have asked for (laughs) or expected. And Mm -hmm. spirit said, me you have an infinite amount of time in the ether mm-hmm. you have a finite amount of time in this body why don't you start enjoying it more and I was like
1: oh that is such
0: a word like don't be so quick to escape it right you know like oh it's only gonna be for this short period of time in the in the infinite what the fuck am I doing trying to get out of this body or avoid grounding so mm-hmm. to me that was um it was a big epiphany of like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Like so powerful and actually so helpful, but like, oh, I hadn't ever considered that before.
1: Wow. That sums it up so beautifully. Like so beautifully.
0: Yeah. Get in the body, the body, yada yaddy. Mm-hmm. Go have the sex and, and eat the delicious things that support you and mm-hmm. be the human and express yes. and, the money or being with the trees, whatever it is, like that's spiritual, but in this whole different way that I had never metabolized before. Mm. So you just reminded me of like, it sounds like you're in that same place on your own journey, but I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. Thanks. Good point, guys. Thanks for sharing that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I am putting that in my pocket. <laughs> and it's coming with me It's going to go home and be on a post-it note on my little like post-it note <laughs> wall. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it feels right now. And I was telling someone recently how I, am, um, you know, have been calling in more just joy and excitement and especially after, you know, being called to like be more grounded. And I think when I do, get into this space of trying to bring the things into the physical, I get laser focused and I'm just like, okay, this is very, this is a very serious operation (laughs) that I'm about to undergo. So let me just, you know, be very, just so serious about this, but, you know, what I'm doing is work that really lights me up, you know? And so Allowing myself to be in that energy of being lit Mm. up is something that I don't do often enough. And so, yeah, that connects so deeply with with where I am. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. Like, yeah, let's have some fun. I think spirituality can get really serious Mm -hmm. and even... Even I don't think I'm overly serious. I can hit the moment and then be over it. But, like, I was like, oh, I'm actually still not enjoying it enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, and this, like, totally. I'm in a magical body. that like,
0: <laughs> can do weird stuff. <laughs> what am I? It's so fun. What am I? <laughs> yeah, what am I doing? It gets to be both, and I really need to, like, yeah, allow that side yeah. of maybe irresponsible or whatever it's been, right? It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, that's equally... The glass of wine, if you drink or or the trip to Paris or, or whatever is like, that's just as spiritual as the hour session in meditation. It's just your intention. I was like, oh, okay. Yes. I'm telling it. people up there, they got some good tips. I tell you, they really know what they're talking about. <laughs> they know.
1: They know. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I love it. And so where, tell our listeners, if you don't mind, where where in the world you are currently yeah and what led you there
0: yeah so i landed in paris about a whoa two weeks ago now oh my gosh i really thought it was the 8th this is the 14th today. <laughs> okay i got here two weeks ago um and i had moved to canada back to canada last august let's say and i found a place and the place was actually ended up being isolating it rained for 10 months mm. i had like Knock me down and out, epiphanies of things in my life I was holding on really tightly to mm-hmm. that I didn't know. Um, and yeah, that's a whole other podcast, to be honest. But mm-hmm. in this sort of almost what felt like, will I ever be happy again? Um, I couldn't travel at the time just based on all the stuff that was happening. And um, Milana's retreat popped up must have been February, maybe, maybe February, March. And mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. I will never have happiness again. I'm at the pit of despair. My favorite personal is I'm a loser. Like, I can't make things work. And like, and mm-hmm. I see this retreat, which I've done before mm-hmm. and my whole body just goes into the screen. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I don't think that doesn't make you know, the famous, that it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. I don't think yeah. so. And I was like, but my body doesn't react that strongly like that. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So I kindly sort of emailed Milana and her team. I let them know. I know, like, I was like, I can't really, like, do you have any options? And then, so we figured out a way in which I could go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was just sort of, like late. Like I was dragging my feet, just being like, tell me anything else, Spirit. Just anything else. And Spirit's <laughs> like, you're going to go. And this doesn't happen very often, but Spirit said, by June 14th or 15th, you'll know that you can go. And I was like, sweet baby Jesus, all right, you've like... I sometimes swear at them. I'm like, all right, you fuckers, whatever. But (laughs) I started telling people, my psychic friends, they go, go, oh, you're going to move to Spain? And I was like, I'm not moving to Spain. I said, I'm going to a retreat. And it was like the 10th psychic person's like, oh, so you're going to move? And I was like, okay, better look at what that means. Like, Why is it okay? And and I was quite unhappy where I was. Like, I Mm -hmm. think I'd gotten what I needed. I didn't know, but I didn't. And so I looked it up and there was a visa that in Spain that I could obtain. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to Spain. And so reached out to the consulate, told my landlord, gave notice, which was a whole other debacle and was like, I guess I'm packing up my whole life again. And I'm selling my car, which to me was like the signal, like I'm not coming back for a while. If my car is gone. Mm -hmm. And so did all the things and it was like crying and I got, covid and like all like just it was not easy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. finally got to spain milana's retreat once again was life-changing i realized mm-hmm. i had perhaps picked something up the year before that i hadn't completed which was attachment to pride as a defense mechanism mm-hmm. and if you, you know for those that are listening it's on an emotional scale by uh, david r Hawkins. i think from mm-hmm. letting go if you're ever interested. Um, so I had a first day of just crying and letting everything go that had just happened. Mm-hmm. This whole leaving my life and starting a new mm-hmm. day two was actually complete embarrassment and shame that I was still working on the same thing 14 months later. Cause why wouldn't I just judge the shit out of myself, you know, mm-hmm. like, and so we all do and on it. Third day, yeah, we all do it. Right. Like as if there's a timeline. So the third day we get into breath work and Milana actually speaks us through the scale as we're going up and this thing happens in my body that is part of this embodiment realization that I, as I moved up and she was saying, everything is included. And I was like, everything's included. And what clicked for me was I was living as an apology. I was living as someone Mm. who, in spite of myself, I was trying to love myself. And so Mm. my expression externally was a bit of this apologetic living of like, you're probably going to like, there was some sort of interesting Mm. dissonance.
1: Yeah.
0: And in my body, it just flipped and my whole body goes, Oh, I love myself inclusive of all parts of myself. And it was like a flip. And I literally felt peace in my body for the first time in this lifetime, which then let me actually feel mm-hmm. connected to others for the first time, because without knowing true love, I couldn't connect in the same way. And it was like, I lost it. The world was too beautiful. I couldn't handle the sight of anything. Cause I was just like, have you guys like seen the world? do you see what's happening? Because my body felt it and I no longer was mm-hmm. separate. I no longer was just a mind or a, spirit. I was a physical being. And I think that mm-hmm. literally for me was, it changed my whole life. It just changed mm-hmm. everything. And then the, the final day, which I thought I was like, we, we hit the max. We can't have anything else. I had, you know, Doris, Doris. Mm-hmm. I was saying her name wrong. Mm-hmm. She led me through her breath work and she's a beautiful mother in her own right in her mothering energy led me to this experience of being returned to the cosmic mother and experiencing receiving unconditionally. Mm -hmm. this way of having an umbilical cord to me that had no intention other than caring for me being breastfed just to receive. And they're like, now this energetic imprint is in you Mm -hmm. and like, what? I didn't know that I hadn't actually touched those places in my body in a physical way. Mm -hmm. at this level really in this lifetime. Yeah changed my life and so I, I was in Spain for the month and uh the visa couldn't work out I had messed something up I had missed it I thought I'd read all the details and um a friend of mine um AC we haven't actually met in person so an internet friend I was chatting mm-hmm. to her because she's always like what is what the heck are you doing tell me what, what do you got going on over there and I'm like <laughs> I don't know I can't get this visa." And she's like what's the thing that would make you the most happy and I was like well France I lived in France when I was 17 she's like well then go to France and I was like oh yeah it's just that easy I don't have to like try yeah. to learn Spanish and make it hard hmm. and so I reached out to one person I know that lives here and she was like oh yeah sure you could just sublet my place what are the dates you need it for and I was like okay like that's almost offensively <laughs> easy <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm living at my family friend's yeah. place letting it for two months. I'm speaking French every day, which is so nice because I i used to speak it fluently and it's definitely coming back to like a pretty great degree. Mm-hmm. Um and I just keep letting myself release the need to like figure it out of how will I stay. Because yeah. I still do it. It's not like I'm like I'm like, how will I stay? Make it work, grip. And I'm like, oh I'm gripping. We can't.
1: Yeah.
0: So you know, maybe the next place is anywhere from Australia to South Africa, to Mexico, to wherever. Like it's, that's how open it mm. is. I have no attachment anywhere. I just have to leave Europe after 90 days. <laughs> mm. I have to, they will kick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I've been living is like, as long as I can get to my clients in a reasonable hour, um, that is a, something I'm open to.
1: Yeah. Wow. Aaron, you have me tearing up over here. Seriously. Like, mm. Oh, my gosh. What you said about realizing that you can receive unconditionally in that experience with Doris and her beautiful, just... Yeah, she's amazing. Divine feminine energy. Yeah, that's just so beautiful. Um, Yeah, it's something that came up for me a lot during my move because I'm not used to needing help with anything Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not a sense of pride, not a badge of pride at all. It's just the way that I have been for a long time. And Mm -hmm. yeah, just the way I was given the opportunity to experience that in the physical, just experience people's generosity and, um, hospitality and love Mm
0: -hmm. over
1: that first few months here just so unconditionally was just so beautiful for me. And I think because I grew up with the most generous parents ever, and they continue to be just this huge example of just generosity and unconditional love. And um, I think I kind of took on this energy of wanting to almost like repay the the generosity that I've been mm. graced with throughout my life, you know. Yeah. Almost like I already have everything I need. I felt like I had an overflow not just of things, obviously, but just of love and, you know, mm. in my life, which I'm so grateful for because not everybody, you know, has that from family, you know? And yeah, I think I just took on this energy of, oh, I've got my stuff. Let me like not need anything from anyone else. Like, I don't need anything, you know? Um, But it's not about needing things. It literally is about receiving, you know, from a place of worthiness. It's almost like this energetic overflow of abundance that's constantly circulating between all of us and it just is yeah and yeah that that really yeah some tears were coming (laughs) as you were talking about that it was a big it was a big
0: moment yeah
1: yeah that's so beautiful thank you for
0: sharing that with me yeah
1: yeah of course thank you so you're in France for a couple more weeks, a few more weeks.
0: Uh, till the uh, beginning of November. So seven, six. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah so yeah. a good, a good um, chunk of time. I'm always excited mm-hmm. to see where you feel called <laughs> next. It's always so beautiful. Me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah so as you, you know, continue just, Listening and now being in this place of embodiment, you know, very intentional embodiment. What does your spiritual practice look like these days? Like, how are you supporting yourself in all of these different shifts and transitions and listening?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I have noticed that when I am my my home, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I I am my home, and especially moving anywhere from the meditation or the breath work in the morning to making space just to do what's joyful, like to take my time to be in joy versus, you know, sometimes in this lifestyle, you can really like figure it out and plan the next thing. And it's like, in some ways, it's the most intuitive to just be like, I'm just going to leave my door. And I know I have say the rest of the afternoon. And so part of the practice of caring for myself is to have no plan. Is just to yeah. put on music or a book or listen to people and just enjoy being and just seeing mm-hmm. what comes through. But then those morning practices of, of meditation, I struggle with journaling, which is interesting, but it is something I'm trying to dance more into because mm-hmm. it's super supportive. Mm-hmm. But those mo- those morning pauses for me, it's something as simple as drinking water, meditating or just literally listening to my guides when I've woken up and not just rushing to my phone. Mm. Um, so that I start, I start with me and then being softer and easier on the process, not rushing through the experience. So sometimes maybe part of my practice is just going to the coffee shop and that's actually probably my favorite thing anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for me, giving myself time and spaciousness to just intuitively wander through a city as part of the practice.
1: Mm. I love that. That's beautiful. I I can already, (laughs) I have a visual of you just like in this very content way, just like getting lost, but not being lost at all,
0: you know? Yeah. It's my favorite. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And and part of it is even saying that is a spiritual practice for me, right? Like, yeah. I, sometimes I get really caught up in, like, this other person is doing X, Y, and like, you know, just the yeah. things we see on the internet, actually, for me, spaciousness and time to wander and be in a coffee shop is my mine. And that's mm. really beautiful as well.
1: Yeah, I love that. <sighs> yeah, it's such a what good reminder. What are you doing right now?
0: Well, what are you doing in your moment of pause?
1: Yeah, it's such a good question. This conversation is actually expanding me so much, Erin, just around creating more spaciousness. Um, I'm still doing my energy healing practice on a weekly basis and using that as my time to kind of pause and be in, you know, the other realm, you know, to see what's there for me and And that continues to be really supportive. And and as you know, it's like, it's different every single time, you know, um, in the practice. (laughs) Um, and when I can, I do it in community. Um, some practices that I've found around here to do that in community, it's been really supportive. And then on a day-to-day basis, I start my day with primordial sound meditation, um, I've been a lot better about not looking at my phone first thing in the morning. And so I put it like mm-hmm. across the room and I actually use an app to track my meditation. I use the Chopra app to track it. And so then I am like, Oh, let me see what's going on. And, um, and then like remind myself to come back to um, why mm-hmm. I'm actually in my phone. But um, I typically do twenty minutes in the morning. And for those who don't know, primordial sound meditation is a form of meditation that uses a mantra that's very specific to the vibration that the universe was making at the point in time when you came into the physical from the non-physical. And so you're given this mantra. There are well, um, that
0: the emotional.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Yeah, it's this um, I trained with the Chopra program in this, you Mm -hmm. know, specific form of meditation that he basically just kind of unearthed and kind of ritualized like it's this beautiful practice that starts with four soul questions and then you introduce your mantra silently um, throughout. The practice, and then at the very end, it ends with these like beautiful um intentions. Um, and so it's kind of like a little ritual, you know, which is nice. It
0: feels like starting the day in your personal signature mm. like to mm. be in the energy of your yeah. personal signature without words. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. I'm like, that seems, mm. anyways, that's my interpretation of just how I'm hearing it from you. And I'm like, that's a great way to that's start a,
1: your day. It's a beautiful interpretation. It's a, I haven't heard it explained that way. That's actually really beautiful. You need yeah. to, like, we need to get that <laughs> explanation <Sure>. to Chopra. <laughs> they they describe it beautifully, but... um. That is what it is. Like that is exactly what it is. Yeah. And obviously, the whole thinking behind it is that when you are using that vibration to go inward, you're able to connect more deeply with your soul self. You know your your yeah. source. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. So you, I've been doing. we on the money. <laughs> on the money. Okay. So I've been practicing that since May, um, since I was first introduced yes. to it, and do it in the morning and in the evening. And then afterwards, I usually say a prayer that's usually mm. usually starts with gratitude to my benevolent um, ancestors and guides and angels and to my highest self and to spirit. And then I just kind of call in all of the um, just divine alignment, mm. you know mm-hmm. to support me in the path that continues to unfold. and and I always say mm. at the very end, I ask for continued guidance and that you have me where, you know, I need to be, which I actually got from, um, Gary Zukav's, um, the Seed of the soul. Mm. And so that Gary just, sucks. yeah. Yeah. So that just kind of stuck with me. And then I do a cart pull just to feel into the energy of the day. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's pretty much how it ends. And then I kind of like do like a, a gesture of gratitude to my ancestors. I, I sit at my altar as I'm doing all of this and, and yeah, express gratitude towards them. And so that's how I start the day. Mm -hmm. And on, on my good days, I do my, my yoga practice after that. um, I love a slow morning. I really do. Like it's, (laughs) it's my favorite, but on most days, you know, I do do like a 15 minute body warming yoga practice, but it really helps to get me in my body, especially, you know, as we're talking about grounding and listening and embodiment. Yes. Yeah. And then I make my herbal tonic and start my day, have breakfast and yeah, I get ready. So that's love it. That out with you
0: and do my my morning. Yours. Yours sounds so lovely. Okay. Great. Thank, Thank you. you.
1: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to change it up. But like intuitively, I just kind of, you know, sometimes, you know, the prayer is a little different every day. You know, I receive different things in meditation every day. So I guess the what I receive is different um, Mm -hmm. every day. But the practice has been pretty, pretty consistent for a little bit now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been really supportive.
0: I love that. There's a a concept I'm playing with that um, the masculine structure allows my feminine flow because I can sometimes mm. either I can be really far on both sides and and so mm-hmm. you're just reminding me like another another reminder of like oh look how beautiful that masculine structure is to your feminine flow so you can see. Yes. yes that's a really great reminder yes. thank you yeah
1: can you just like create a book with these like very succinct I, I mean just the way you sum things up. <laughs> It's so beautiful. I need to just have a book where I can just open to a page, you know, of Aaron. I'm going to call it Aaron isms and just like, see what I need that day. I love it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad idea. So thank you. I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's me trying to stop, make me like, did I get it? I got it. Okay, good.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. And I got it. And our listeners are going to get it. Um, cool. But yeah. I love it. And so, gosh, I want to ask you this last question, just, you know, as an opportunity to reflect back on just what your journey has been and what it's meant. And so knowing what you know now, what would you go back and say to either five-year-old Erin, who was still conscious of the fact that it was possible for her to have fireworks for her birthday, or whether it's the, the eight or nine-year-old Aaron who was starting to, you know, veer into the conditioning a bit, um, you mm-hmm. know, regardless of which one you choose to go back to, what would you tell that that younger version of yourself?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for me in this moment, when you say that, I think it's that eight-year-old version and, and actually just is to trust yourself. I think that's mm-hmm. really when I had to, I started listening. Internally before I listened to internally, because that's probably mm-hmm. how we survive as children. I'm not yeah. And that's probably been like the, the very simple summary is that I've come back to trusting myself and it took me mm-hmm. 30 plus years, mm-hmm. but things got, you know, a little, I think scary and, and, and all those other sort of emotions associated with it when I stopped listening to myself and I started listening to others first. Mm-hmm. And I would love to give her permission just to hold on a little bit more tightly to her own Understanding beliefs and connections before letting the other person override them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so beautiful. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. Wow, Erin, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) It's
0: always always a pleasure, and I mean, I love seeing you in person, but equally as pleasurable seeing you uh, online in this way as well. And uh, thanks you for being so generous space and ask beautiful questions
1: of course thank you for being so generous with your energy and and your wisdom and yeah it's just so beautiful to continue to follow your journey you know and be inspired by your journey and I hope mm-hmm. we get to connect in person again soon yeah, yeah
0: me too I mean who knows where I'll be led next but yeah <laughs> I'd be pretty jazzed if it yeah if see you in, in person
1: yeah
0: i can't wait
1: yeah (laughs) me too me too well thanks again and i'm sure we will reconnect soon and
0: yeah just appreciate you appreciate you as well thank you so much for having me
1: hey thanks so much for listening to my spiritual friends from worthy well if you enjoyed the conversation be sure to subscribe rate and review this podcast you can follow me on Instagram at Shelby Renee Giles, And to check out WorthyWell's latest events and offerings, visit our website at WorthyWell.co. Until next time, journey well.